Good afternoon and welcome to another Sunday's programming of Wellness Half Hour. Every Sunday you're lost into your space, into your thoughts, into your process of learning, unlearning, relearning as we explore wellness, which we say is a perspective on our health that gives reverence to the source of our being. We're very clear that our Creator has put us in the perfection. Thus, when ailment shows up, we pause and ask ourselves, where did I depart from my wellness perfection? We impart their five pillars to wellness, which can become the five roots of illness. Number one, spirituality. Number two, mindset. Number three, nutrition. Number four, lifestyle. And number five, environment. This month of July, we're exploring and a challenge that our mothers, sisters, daughters are faced with. And it appears to affect us of color, black folks, African folks, much higher than our counterparts in other parts of the world. Last week we had with us a very active lady who is all about women's empowerment, women's health, women's knowledge, women's awareness. And she gave us a deep, very rich insight into how fibroids affect the woman, both domestically, professionally, personally, from perspective that even us men don't even know. And so if, if you missed that program, the podcast is available, and we'll give you that link to listen to that podcast. Very, very insightful, especially for us men to understand what our female gender, our sisters, mothers, and daughters are going through. Exploring fibroids today, we're going to look at it from a nutritional and lifestyle perspective. Next week, we shall explore it from a natural herbal perspective and see what is available naturally. In the following week, we'll look at it, some of the newer techniques using invasive radiology. And the final Sunday of this month, we'll look at new techniques, ultrasound, surgical techniques, with one of our elder experts. Today we have our expert nutritionist to explore with us nutrition and lifestyle and how this factors into fibroids. Good afternoon, Cherise. Good afternoon. Doctor, how are you? Splendid. Great. Splendid. This thing called fibroids. Share with us, before we go into the depth of nutrition, lifestyle, how it plays into fibroids, just what are you seeing? What's the experience? What's the exposure to fibroids in your clinical setting? Yes, uh, thank you for that question. In our clinical setting, seeing a lot of women with fibroids, both young and, of course, before menopause. Uh, and the fibroids cause a lot of discomfort. And it, it this discomfort can come before the period it can come at any time sometimes it also just makes the stomach just bulge out can cause heavy bleeding just very uncomfortable and so when we look at the client who has fibroids after they've gone for an ultrasound checking the size what's really the positioning of the fibroids then we put them on a nutritional plan we also look at 
what nutrients they might be deficient in because this is one of the contributing factors. So nutrition plays into both the occurrence, the journey with the fibroids, and if there's attempts to undo the fibroid or reduce it, that also has a role for nutrition. Absolutely. So get to pen and paper. We're going to talk about what are things we are putting into our body, into our temple, that could be contributing to the fibroids, making them worse, cause them to bleed a lot. Look at what we are putting into our mouths. Yes, very important. So the first risk factor that we want you to look at is what is your family history? Do you know the history of your mom, your grandmother? Did they deal with these things? And though there's a genetic component to it, this may also be in terms of how your mother and grandparents ate. Are they eating the same foods that you're currently eating? Or are you eating the same foods that they, they ate? Another risk factor is your lifestyle. What's your movement? Are you sedentary? Are you sitting at the desk all the time? Are you in a classroom setting where there is no exercise or you're uninterested in exercising? So we meet a, a lot of women who they don't even want to hear the word exercise. It really just turns them off. And so I, I know some of our um, trainers who work with us don't av avoid that word exercise. They rather talk about physical fitness or fitness or you know, balancing the body. Movement. movement. Yes. All right. So you mentioned genetics. So if one has a family history of fibroids, then there's a predisposition for you to have it also. But because we understand there's genetics and there's epigenetics, because dad and mommy have this ailment doesn't mean you will have it. Because you can affect what genes are expressed and what genes are repressed. Correct. Now, your, as far as your uh, intake of food, I had a client yesterday who we had a consultation on and the client, when it came to the part of fruits, vegetables, she said no, she does not eat them. Her parents didn't and so she did not either. And ironically, when I said, well, what about your children? She said, yeah, that's her mistake. She didn't give them either. So she, one thing to note is if you don't like something as a parent, be careful as to what you're passing on to your children. It's important that you expose them to the variety of things that are out there in terms of food, fruits, vegetables, not because you don't like it. You're not going to allow your children to eat it. You know, there's a saying, you can't give what you don't possess, what you don't have. It'd be a challenge for a mother who, frankly, vegetables are not on her awareness list to now make this available to the children. Unless you are deliberate in taking the children to programs, maybe um, food fairs, organic food fairs, or farmer's markets, where they see these items or they're exposed to it, they get to try it. So mothers, become aware, if you are in this category, as Joyce has mentioned, where you're not into 
the natural foods, the fruits from the Garden of Eden. At least spare your children. Expose them to the Garden of Eden and its byproducts through different programs that we have. And there are pro programs going on just about every weekend. Now, I, I also want to just add, let's not just leave it on the moms, because as a family, your children are also looking up to you, fathers. So w what are you eating? If you're eating these vegetables or fruits of different kinds, your children will also follow suit. And you want to just ensure that you're being intentional about this so that when you tell them to eat this or eat that, you're also taking in the same things. So both parents really influence what the children consume. Talking about fruits and vegetables, this is a large category of anti-inflammatory foods. Foods that help us to calm inflammation. Foods that help us to keep the body in balance. And as Sharice is alluding to, they play a huge role in triggering the genetics or suppressing the genetics if you have a family history of fibroids. And even if you don't, there are other factors that these kind of food, foods, natural foods, will mitigate so that you don't suffer or you, have, you suffer minimally from fibroids. So one of the biggest tests we are uh, aware of, especially when it comes to fibroids, is just that comparison of vitamin d is uh is that person getting enough vitamin d um and if they are not if they have this disease the fibroids is it linked to the deficiency of vitamin d and more often than not nine out of ten if not ten out of ten these clients are deficient in vitamin d all right did you write that down have you checked your vitamin D level recently in the last 6 to 12 months? If you haven't, let that be on the to-do list going forward this month. Are there other vitamins that one should be aware of that play a role too? Certainly. So your vitamin B levels as well, your zinc levels, um, these o this overall does play a role in fibroids. And then another symptom that we also notice that those who have fibroids have is their digestive system appears imbalanced, meaning they are uh, having issues with constipation. Some days their stomach is runny. Uh, they're bloated all the time. Big one is bloating. Um, and certainly, as we mentioned the vitamin levels, yes, also your A, your C vitamins, your E vitamins. Which uh, are, the, which are made the major, major antioxidants. For the body, yes. Now, these vitamins don't work individually. They work holistically, together. They work in synchrony, in harmony, like an orchestra. So if one of the instruments is missing in the orchestra, the sound isn't as rich, isn't as full. And so, as Sharice has mentioned, the antioxidants, the ones that these help to reduce inflammation. And we know that fibroids is a chronic inflammatory condition. So, the C, the A, and the E. Hope you've noted that down. Again, if you don't know what the levels are, you can get them checked. There are different ways to have them checked. Talk to your doctor or talk to your nutritionist or reach out to your, to your team. 
Now, another risk factor is those who want to control Mother Nature. Mother Nature has allowed you every 28 to 30 days to have a menstrual cycle. And those of you who want to control this, sometimes um, you put yourself on birth control. Sometimes the doctors put you on birth control for one reason or the other. This is a risk factor to those getting fibroids. This opens the dialogue. Your body works as a total system. What affects one system affects another system. So if you're thinking just about fertility, yes, it also affects the womb. If you're thinking just about the GI system, as we just mentioned earlier, people have a lot of GI complaints, bloated, conspiratory issues, tend to have more issues with fibroids. They are interrelated. So what you put into the body, such as the birth control, can affect the GI system, can affect the gynecological system, there is always that interaction with whatever we put into the body. So before you buy a medication, think holistically. Have your doctor, have your nutritionist discuss with you holistically how this will affect other systems in the body. Again, we're focusing on fibroids. It's not there by itself. It's a signal that other systems are having inflammation or having some challenge. Okay. Now, another risk factor is those who are overweight. Yes, we do see people who are of normal weight who has fibroids. However, a big risk factor is for those who are overweight. And parents, yes, your young ones are growing, they're getting taller, but at the same time, what are they consuming? You, you really don't need the doctor to tell you that you're overweight. You know and you know if your child is overweight and you just need to get a hold on it and try and help them with losing weight, especially around the midsection. Is it the excess food consumption that results in overweight? Is it the sedentary lifestyle, lack of physical activity that results in the overweight? Are there other factors that feed this overweight scenario that also feed the fibroid? Certainly. So, nutrition, inactivity. Is there a role for estrogen in, in obesity? Yes. So, we find that there is something called xenoestrogens. And so, the word xeno means just a foreign body that comes in the system. Uh, xenoestrogens are things that mimic estrogen mimics that compound estrogen and so xenoestrogens are things such as your cosmetics your uh antiperspirants deod deodorizers those things that you spray pesticides that you're spraying before your children go to bed at night um things such as herbicides plastics that's that's a huge one because i know that really our our water is stored into a plastic bottle so there are chemicals in all these items mentioned that are labeled as xenoestrogens you could call them synthetic estrogens or they're chemicals that behave like estrogen in the human body 
And of course, if the fibroid, which it is, estrogen-dependent, you're going to feed that fibroid even more. So going beyond nutrition, looking at our lifestyle and things that we use in our daily routines. If you're dealing with fibroids, you want to minimize use of plastics. And let me say, one of the biggest ones out there is the water sachet. That sachet's... Uh, yeah, pure water pure sachets. Sachet. Yes. It's a very soft plastic that easily leaches into the water, and then we drink it, and it behaves like estrogen in the body. Notice that sometimes you taste that sachet, uh, and you can taste a bit of kind of like a petrolish taste in there, like or a, a plasticky taste. Something strange in there. You know it's in there. If you taste, if you buy water, whether it's in the sachet water or it's in the plastic Plast bottle, and has that taste in there, just drop it. It's not worth your health. And it's to make it worse, if you're out in the sun or you're buying it from a place where it hasn't been properly stored in a cool environment, more of the chemical has leached into the water. And you're taking in more of the chemicals, including those xenoestrogens. Your water bottles should not be left in the car. So once you have your water, take it out of the car, take it with you. If you can pour it into a stainless steel water bottle, that's even better. There are several other ways that we use plastics, not, not that we use xenoestrogens, we're not aware of. Our aluminum cans, whether it's a can of the malter or the soft drinks, the cans are lined with a chemical that emit these xenoestrogens into the drinks also. So we're pointing out several ways in which we contribute or we have the power to decrease our exposures to things that can ag aggravate the fibroid situation. Personal care products have been mentioned. The antiperspirants and deodorants. Read the ingredients. We will do it next week, Sunday, after our radio program. We'll do a Zoom because there's a lot of teaching to help us minimize this scourge. And it's really a scourge. A lot of women, a lot of our sisters are suffering from this condition. And you need to be aware, be armed, so you can make decisions to minimize those factors you can control to avoid this really challenge, serious health challenge. A serious health challenge. One of the things that um, I omitted from mentioning was the processed foods. And the processed foods are a big thing, not only because it contributes to fibroids, but it also contributes to other health conditions. And yes, we're talking about fibroids today, so that's the focus. Processed foods such as bread. I, I am baffled as to how we all of a sudden became breadhead people. People are eating bread for breakfast. They're eating bread for dinner. Yes, I know it's fast, it's easy, but what about our yam, our sweet potato, our plantain? When did we forget about that? Whenever you consume processed food, the key word that is processed, in the processed things are added in there. And some of these items are also xenoestrogens. Some of them are heavily inflammatory. Some of them undermine your own natural anti-inflammatory systems that help keep the fibroid and tumors in check. Remember, the fibroid is a growth. It's an abnormal growth. It's not a cancerous growth. It is not a cancerous growth, but it's an abnormal growth. An abnormal growth that causes a lot of discomfort. 
And so in the design of the body, there are systems to always clear these abnormal goods when they start infinite, when they're very small, when they're minute. And if you consume foods like processed foods that undermine those systems, then you have a buildup of these abnormal goods, not only in the... Okay, right, we're getting a clue. We need to open the lines, take a break here, and then we'll come back and open the lines for questions. Wellness Half Hour. We're talking about fibroids all of this month, and today we're looking at fibroids from the nutritional and lifestyle perspective. To join the conversation, our number here is 0700-923-923-923. Do you suffer from fibroids? Do you have a personal story you want to share regarding your fibroid journey? Have you been able to control it? to reduce it or even totally get rid of it how did you do it it's all for our listeners to understand this condition doesn't have to be there even if it's genetic doesn't have to be there even if you have it there are things you can do within your realm to minimize its occurrence its severity and its impact on your lifestyle now doc i do want to add that fibroids can be reversed if it is small enough of course for some people it can be so large almost the weight of a baby however those you catch it early yes it can be reversed with your lifestyle and it can be reversed at minimal cost wellness half hour good afternoon name and where you are calling from hello wellness half hour good morning good afternoon So if you're concerned about your budget, just do small things. For example, if you want to have bread or biscuit, instead have what's in season. There's pawpaw, there's oranges, there's, there's corn, there's ube. There's ube. Have these, there's cabbage, foods that will help to reduce those fibroids. But you know, as they say, you can't have your cake and eat it at the same time. So eating good food and eating bad food do, does not cancel one out. And there's so many angles from which these few items we've mentioned help the body. They provide tons of micronutrients the body needs to minimize the occurrence of the abnormal cells. They provide tons of antioxidants. They are anti-inflammatory. They also do what? They improve your gut health. If your gut is happy, other systems are likely to be happy too. So eating foods that are in season, eating those high fibrous foods, things such as your purple cabbage, your cabbage, your lettuce. Uh, there is a cassava, fermented cassava as well. 0700-923-923-923. One of the areas of lifestyle is the personal care products, the cosmetics. The preservatives in cosmetics, the things that give them shelf life so that they can last for five years, ten years, from the time they're manufactured halfway across the world and they get to, to us here. The chemicals used in the, you mentioned antiperspirants and deodorants. The chemicals used on your hair products. Those of you who are trying to straighten out your hair. Look at the chemicals in there. You know, if you have time, go onto the material safety data um, MSDS website and look at the chemicals in there. Again, next week, we'll go into a bit more depth. 
it's important that you empower yourself with this knowledge to reduce this issue of fibroids on yourself and the, those in the family who are also suffering from it. Now, your cars. You know that fresh smelling aroma in your car? Those off gases? Well, the chemicals have been used in the laundry process. So guys, take note. There's a lot you can do to minimize just by making healthier choices. Minimize the challenge the fibroids provide or cause health-wise. So I know we will go in depth next week. Uh, we will have a Zoom program. And if you listen in next week, we will give you the link to jump on this Zoom. So it's explained well. You can see between the foods, what you should eat, what you need to avoid, the chemicals that are in your cosmetics and your products that go on your body. You know, last week, our guest touched on how fibroids can contribute to infertility, how they can contribute to very, very painful um, intimate relationships, and how that can affect the psychology of the lady, of the woman, and eventually also impact those around her. Wellness Half Hour, good afternoon. Neiman, where are you calling from? Hello, good afternoon. Yes, sir, good afternoon. Facebook from a gay gay. Welcome, sir. Uh, please, I don't call your phone number. We're speaking okay. about fibroids. Do you have a question? Okay. okay. Next week also, we'll have someone who talk, who talk about herbs and how you can use herbs to reduce the impact of fibroids and even curatively. So we're going to learn a lot next week, Sunday. So do join us, and after that, we have Dr. Nina Lowo coming in to talk about certain surgical te techniques, and, and Dr. Ajayi also. So, every Sunday, 1 p.m., join us on one's half hour, let's explore fibroids and all the solutions that are abound out there. And yes, there are solutions, and as Sharissa said, it can be reversed also. Are we good? I think we'll take our very last caller here. Well, that's half hour. Name and where you're calling from? Uh, please tell you my call phone number. Phone number. Okay, thank you, sir. Uh, your phone number. Okay, you can reach us beyond the program on zero eight zero nine seven seven two four four five five. Send a WhatsApp to zero set zero eight zero nine seven seven two four four five five. 0809-772-4455. Those of you on Instagram can look up um, Carib Health on Instagram. Carib Health NG. Thank you, Doctor. All right. Thank you all very much. And keep everyone aware that fibroids, there's a lot to do about it. So that's not to deal with the challenge it presents to our sisters, daughters, and mothers. Have a blessed week. This is Wellness Half Hour signing off. Wait for Saying it with music with Uncle Sonny Irabo. <laughs>